but I am moving forward. This is Andy Miller coming to you from the More to the Story podcast in Ridgeland, Mississippi, on the campus of Wesley Biblical Seminary. And it does indeed look like we are live. So, yes. all right, we are going. And I have with me Dr. Jonathan Powers, who has, is a reoccurring guest on this <laughs> podcast. Um, last time we talked a little bit about UFOs and the, and a hymnal, but today we're just going to concentrate on the hymnal. Merry Christmas, everybody. You can see I'm in my festive gear, the one day of the year where I wear to the office Nice. My ugly Christmas sweater, which has come in handy through the years. It's a Star Wars uh, stormtroopers with uh, some candy canes. So there you go. We just can't stay out of the sci-fi. I know. We yeah, we... Going back to... <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> it's how it goes, you know. It I, is. I I I, I get, just get drawn. It's uh, sci-fi and Rocky movies. I'm just always drawn back to them. I just nice. keep coming back. That's well, have you seen the statue in Philadelphia? You know, I have not. And, and okay. I just did, Jonathan, you'll find it's interesting. Maybe you'll find it interesting. I have educated my children and we have gone through all the Rocky movies. Wow. Some fast forwarding and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and the two creeds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So um, I now, now we need to go take, go to Philadelphia, climb the stairs. Yes. And after that, we can do something else where we'll um, go by the statue too. So <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> All right, real quick, I wanted to let, make sure yeah. everybody know this podcast is brought to you by Wesley Biblical Seminary, where we are developing trusted leaders for faithful churches. You still have time to audit classes, sign up for classes for our winter spring semester. We would love to get you engaged in this process. And you can find out more at wbs.edu. And secondly, I'm thankful to my friend, Bill Roberts, who's helped um, support this podcast. And those of you who might be interested in supporting, I'm hoping I'm going to even have, I don't know how this is going to go, a donate button on the website. So maybe you don't want to be a sponsor. You don't have your name mentioned every time, but if you're interested and we're going to come up with something where we might even have more to the story members who get special content, be on the lookout for that. And also be on the lookout for a survey. Those of you on my email list, a survey is coming out where I will kind of like figure out who my audience is a little better. I think I know, but I'm looking forward to hear more. So Bill Roberts is somebody who's helped me make this happen for a, a while. He's a financial planner, does a great job from a Christian perspective. You can find out more about him at williamhroberts.com. Okay, we are live. And Jonathan, I am so glad. We are, I, Maybe we can get to a place where I can see some questions that come up on Facebook oh, yeah. um, if you're interested in this. But we talked last summer about the, the coming hymnal and mm-hmm. what was about to come. That yeah. was like the first advent. Yeah, right. Now we have the second advent where right. it has truly come again. Our great redeemer's praise. Amen. Oh man, way to go, Jonathan. <laughs> when this came in the mail, I was like a, it was an early Christmas for me. Nice. So tell us what, what's it like to get this out finally? Oh gosh, it's been amazing. And, and it, just hearing so many people talk about it and, and uh, getting emails about it being used, you know, anything from, People saying we're we're using the hymns, we're singing the hymns together uh, to the liturgies in the back. People saying like, yes. "Oh, it's been so wonderful to have these prayers or the Eucharist liturgy." You know, we've used this a few times in, in our church already, and and getting into that rhythm, we love it. it. It's it's so exciting, and so many people saying um, both uh, to to hold it, like you were saying, just to be able to hold it and say, "I've heard about this thing, and it's so good to see it." But, uh, and look, we got blue and red, blue and red. There yeah. it is. And, but you know, a lot of people, um, 
have just been so impressed by the content in it saying, wow, I did not expect there to be so many Wesley hymns, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, goodness, I was looking through it and there's so many good Wesley hymns, ones that either I hadn't seen in a hymnal for a long time, or I'd never seen in a hymnal. This is awesome. Or people um, saying it was so neat to look through it and to see some contemporary material as well as long historic material, you know, the hymns that we love and are used to, but also hymns that date back to the earliest centuries. Um, it, right. it, people have really appreciated that. And, and, uh, and I think too, to know, before, yeah. what are the, um, the end, like uh, the earliest hymn and the latest hymn that's included in this hymnal? Yeah, that's a great question. So the oldest and newest, I guess I could. The earliest one, you know, in in terms of him, we we have hymns from the second century, and so the one hundreds, exact dating. You know, they didn't quite copyright things the same way back then as we do now. So, um, but the second century, we can say, no, yeah, it's verifying it. I yeah, you know, it uh, find out. I don't know. It's I guess their email didn't work as well to like send those things in uh, quickly. but yeah, so it, I don't know it, um, in some ways it depends on how you want to, uh, want to, uh, talk about them, you know, cause we've got like, um, metrical Psalms. And so the Psalms themselves, of course, would be thousands of years old. Um, though the tunes put to them are, you know, anywhere from a few hundred years old to a few decades uh, old. Um, so in, in one sense, you could say you have it all the way from the, the, the Jewish Psalms up to, you know, 2019. Um, but uh, if you're talking hymns outside of biblical material, cause we do have like canticles and stuff too, that are taken from like the Magnificat, uh, things like that. Uh, Luke, uh, Mary's song and Luke, you know, um, if, if you're not um, counting those that come straight from the Bible, you know, extra biblical, extra biblical songs, I would say um, second century up to um, 2019. 2019. Which song is that? That's included with Uh, the blessing. um, The Lord bless you. Keep So that one. Yeah. One of the reasons we put that one in and it's the last that, well, I shouldn't say it's the last hymn. It's the last hymn with music in it. If you, if you had a hymnal on you. Um, And so for those who don't have a hymnal yet, when you get your hymnal and follow along this podcast, you go and um, you will get your hymnal. Yes. Everybody should get it. And uh, I'm just saying to my friends who are coming on with us live now with Dr. Jonathan Powers, who is the general editor for the new Pan Wesleyan hymnal published by Seedbed called Our Great Redeemer's Praise. So we're talking through some of the things that are involved with that. Sorry to interrupt you, Jonathan. No, you're great. Yeah, anytime. Um, and I, uh, in fact, lied about the date. I apologize. I, I remembered incorrectly. It's 2020. So there it's even newer. Um, and that's that's actually meaningful. So part of the reason we put this in and put it at the very end, it's a beautiful song. It's biblical, of course, you know that. I mean, this comes from um, the, uh, the the blessings, the Lord bless you and keep you and the numbers blessing there. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. And yeah, so you can see it there, uh, 2020. Part of the reason we wanted to put it in here, though, is because, you know, part of what a hymnal is, is a historic artifact, even. Um, it, it says something about the culture, says something about the time, the songs, the songs that came out were important. And for a lot of people, this song was a very important song during lockdowns and COVID. Yes. There were so many of those viral videos that were made of like people singing in their own homes that they sent in a video and then they pulled them all together and made this like choir out of everybody singing them. Um, And we just felt like that was such an important 
song during the lockdowns and COVID and that experience of COVID in 2020 that we wanted to put it in here. And it's a great concluding song. It's it's a great blessing. It's called, of course, called The Blessing. And just felt like that, and it's newer, but just felt it's so fitting to end this hymnal with. Now, there's one more hymn. If you turn the page from there, there is one more hymn. It just doesn't have music. It's kind of a, we would call it a postscript. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And so the text is there, but the music isn't. Because we just thought it's this nice concluding thought, you know, yeah. how can I keep from singing? A great hymn um, attributed to Robert Lowry. Um, no, um, how can I keep from singing? Yeah, exactly. I, I love the hymn. Yeah. And we just thought, what a great way to end, you know, like the last song is the blessing. But then this postscript to say, and here as, you know, a final thought as as this hymnal wraps up and concludes, at least the hymn section of it. Um, how can we keep from singing? You know, my, lo- my life flows on an endless song above l- earth's lamentation. I hear the sweet, though far off hymn that hails a new creation. Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear the music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? I'm just awesome. a great final thought there. Awesome. I love the structure of it all too. And I, uh, one thing I saw some friends out, uh, shout out to my friend, Fred Mambizi, mm. um, who's in the Philadelphia area. I believe, yeah. I know he's originally from Royal Oak, Michigan, but, um, he, he was just, uh, he got a hold of the hymnal and was loving it. Mm. And he's now part of, uh, I was on the advisory committee and you can find yep. my, my name on a yes. 0.6 font way at the very back, uh, <laughs> as I, I helped, uh, with some others, um, from various traditions, this, and part of why this is significant it, to me is it's can, why I wanted to even have this emphasis here, bring you back on is because it's identifying a pan Wesleyan tradition. Now I'm yeah. using that term more regularly now because mm. it's describing, I think the totality of the groups that emerged from yeah. the 18th century revival of John and Charles Wesley, and then and then various groups and even movements from within that, and that could be as far as like the Holiness Movement, which is you know my specific tradition mm-hmm. and traditions connected to West Biblical Seminary and the Pentecostal movement, and even the other groups too that are like yours, Jonathan, connected to the Anglican Church in North yeah. America. So like there there are, there are these streams, but yet there's this group that's uniting us, and and I've been one, <laughs> I've struggled now. Here I'm going to sit in the psychologist couch, Jonathan. Like struggle a little bit more lately with institutions. Like as yeah. it, it, even as many of my friends are part of the global Methodist church and its leadership and its emergence. And my prayers are with that group. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, like it's hard, it's hard to create institutions. Institutions fail us. Institutions can do yeah. great good, but I've, I found myself leaning in to the network that yeah. this hymnal is meant for. Yeah. Like, you and I are in different denominations and they're very yeah. different Sunday mornings, most likely. Nevertheless, yeah. like we are connected by a shared theology. And yeah. I'm so thankful that this hymnal yeah. represents this group. I mean, I, I think like you was what group am I a part of? I'm a whoever sings from this hymnal. That's yeah. that's, that's my group. That's my tribe. That's so good. That's one of the things that like one of the statements that I've I've been saying about this hymnal is you know part of what a hymnal does is it's it's a it's a canon you know just like we would say a canon of scripture these are the books of the bible that make up god's word authoritative word for us um and and a hymnal uh you know we're i'm I'm not trying to equate a hymnal with the bible in any way but yeah but yeah just saying you know that, that like 
there, there's intentionality behind it. We had to carefully select the hymns and say what goes in, what doesn't go in, and does it reflect our theology and our heritage well, you know, and um, uh, and, and is it a good resource for us to know what is it that we believe as those that are descendants from the Wesleys and that Wesley movement or that original Methodist movement, you know, in, in England, but that the, the Wesleyan revivals and all of that. And so the phrase that I've, I've used is to say, you know, you can look at this hymn uh, or sorry, not this hymn, but you can look at this hymnal, right. And you can say, this is who we are as Wesleyans. This will give you an idea of who we are. Read through this, look through it. You'll get a very good sense of who we are. Holiness, grace, the work of Christ, the love of Christ in us, um, Christian perfection, um, all of this, you know, it's it's in here. Um, the the um atoning work of Christ on the cross and, and what that means for us. Um, that is in here. So you get a good so this is who we are, yeah. and this is who we are together right. because we are all, you know, the 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 work of the Holy Spirit. Um, the, um, uh, the call to action and ministry and missions and, and to care and, um, altruism, you know, I mean, these things, you know, I mean, just to say like our, uh, just use our two traditions in particular, um, and of course there are more than this, but we can say primary emphases, at least we say salvation army. Yes, there is a call to, um, to action and to caring for this world and, and a holiness that extends to everyone, right? Um, to all those that we interact with. Um, and we get that out of the Salvation Army in a beautiful way. And we need that. In the Anglican tradition, we get a, a focus on uh, the, the work of grace, the means of grace, but, you know, the sacraments um, in that. And so we can look at this and say, there might be different emphases in different ways between us, but this is who we are. And this is who we are together because right. the Salvation Army is going to push us in certain ways. The Anglicans are going to push us yeah, in certain yeah. ways, the Wesleyans, the church of God, the, you know, all of that. And it's good. So it's wonderful. American denominations yeah. as well. Historically yeah. African-American denominations. I love yeah. all, it, all those things are included in here. Um, yeah. It's it's fascinating to like, just see like the, the hymnal it, it provides this canon that helps define the yeah. movement. And I, I don't think like you could say, well, let's go to um, Tom Oden's systematic theology. I mean, that kind of unites us. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of. I mean, I think yeah. everybody, everybody in that tradition might um, agree generically with the right. theology there, but at the same time, uh, not everybody in the tradition is going to read it. And, well, that's and true. I almost don't want it. I mean, well, yeah, I, I would want everybody to go read Tom Oden. Read yeah. for Christmas. Pick it up, pick them up. But <laughs> nevertheless, like it's connected to that what we actually do. This is yeah. connected to action on yeah. a on a regular action and remembrance and theology. And and yeah. it's not theology for theology's sake. Of course, what right. we're doing here is well is recognizing that God has acted in space and time and that yeah. we are called to remember his redemptive activity. So th that's why this is so important. And then there's a particular way that that is accentuated in mm -hmm. this tradition. So it, it, it's a fascinating process. Now I want to just highlight the um, uh, Salvation Army hymns. Can I, yeah, I, please. I, awesome. I, I have a bookmark. And so my friend, Great. Bill Legger, hopefully he's getting a copy of this. Yeah. We have his version of William Booth's hymn, Send the Fire here. Um, we also have, that, I mean, really nice to have um, John Larson, who interesting enough, uh, 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 in, in the Salvation Army tradition, there's two people who... Um, often their names go together, Gowans and Larson, hmm. John Gowans and John Larson. Interesting enough, about 20 years after they wrote a bunch of songs, 
they both became international leaders of the Salvation Army mm. generals. And so um, they wrote musicals, and the musicals then became a part of the culture of the Salvation Army and then became a part of the worshiping culture. Huh. So his song, uh, their song, I should say, To Be Like Jesus is mm. in here. Yeah. Also, we have Bill Himes' song, all of course, All That I Am. Uh, I, I was uh, glad to get I didn't know that you guys would take this one, Jonathan. And it's kind of hard to note it and on the uh, strophically. Uh-huh. Uh, my friends, uh, and, and anybody who visits the Salvation Army, you see this song, you probably like the Salvation Army song. And it's, I'll go in the strength of the Lord. It's made its way in there as well. And then we have also um, Herbert Booth's great song, Christ is All. And then here at the cross, a great Bramwell Coles piece in yeah. the secret of thy presence, Albert Orsborne. I'm going to stop there. But uh, anyways, I was it was fun to see some of my friends get the hymnal. And as they're going through it, they're like, oh, in the secret is in here. And they were, oh, they're yeah. excited about it. And I, I think I imagine that will be the case with other traditions as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah, uh, that- yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying that that, that was that's part of the hope is that somebody could could take this hymnal and feel represented, you know, say like, oh, wow, we are represented here, you know, and, and saying like the goal is not to make it the Salvation Army hymnal, right. you know, so, you know, we're not trying to replace the Salvation Army, Army hymnal and say, um, you know, yours is no good. Use this instead yeah. by any means at all. But we're yeah. saying like, how do you help us? How do you help make this hymnal better? But also, how do we represent you to say this is our family and we want like your voice needs to be in here. And that's why we wanted, you know, someone like you, um, uh, Annie, and, and and others, you know, to give us that material to say, if, if you were to grab this hymnal and start looking through and say like, oh, wow, yes, our voice is in here, you know, um, right. then, um, yeah, that was, it was such a huge help. And so that we were just so appreciative to our advisory team um, from, you know, so many different denominations, Wesleyan heritage denominations. That helped do that, and um, and and we've heard that you know a couple times already from a few different people, um, like yourself, saying like this is just wonderful to see. Now, one of the interesting things that happened is um, when I did my own research, like I didn't want it to just. It was very tempting, Jonathan, to make it mm-hmm. my list of Salvation Army songs. Oh, <laughs> but I did gotcha. a I did a little independent survey myself and uh, checked in with some people, and when I did that, a lot of people were saying. Well, I like all the Salvation Army ones, Andy, but make sure now you might even laugh at this. Make sure Holy, Holy, Holy is in there. Or, oh, interesting. or make sure how great thou art's in there. Or not, and I'm not, I had to remind some people, even from my own tradition, um, hey friends, that's actually not a Salvation Army. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and you had a process for evaluating that. And we talked mm. about this the last time, but just tell us like because because there was like a core group of hymns that you included. Yeah. Tell us about that. So we started by uh, doing a comparative index. Um, we grabbed um, different hymnals from the major Wesleyan denominations, um, just a for instance, you know, I won't name them all, but just for instance, uh, like the Wesleyan hymnal, the Free Methodist hymnal, the um, Nazarene hymnal, the United Methodist hymnal, the Salvation Army um, songbook, you know, so we, we, yeah. we got these and indexed all of them, put a spreadsheet together that showed all of the um, indexes for every single one of those side by side with each other. And then from there, we just said what appears in all of them. So like, holy, 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 you know, all of them. Um, 
oh, 4,000 tongues to sing all of them, you know, right. so things like that. Um, and, and so he said like, those are non-negotiable. Like that just shows that across all the heritage, Wesleyan heritage uh, movements, we all think these are important. They, you know, these, this group is important because we've all put it in our hymnal. So um, those that we started with that. And then we said, um, what appears in almost all the hymnals, you know, in, in half the hymnals. Um, and that gave us a good core to start with and then to evaluate, you know, as, as it kind of decreased, like, well, okay, so we don't see it in all nine hymnals. We see it in five of them, you know, is that, you know, let's look at those or some of those ones that we say like, okay, you know, that would be a good one. Or some like, well, I don't know. Well, let's wait to hear from our consultants to see if those pop up, you know, our advisors, right, right. do those pop up? Um, if not, maybe they're ones that we can let go. Um, and then it was, then you all just got to help us, you know, like if it was only, in one or two hymnal, we probably didn't include it unless it was like, you know, say that this song only appeared in the Salvation Army hymnal, but you told us, no, this is an important song, you know, in the secret, let's just say that, you know, um, it's only in the one hymnal. We don't know if it's important or not, but you said like, no, that a lot of people said that's important. Okay. We're putting it in that, you know, that's, that's good to know. We want to put that in. Um, But uh, other ones too, that might not be, uh, you know, maybe specific to the Salvation Army, but just to say, okay, we saw these come up that, uh, you know, some people said, or even a couple of two or three advisors said that we should pay attention to that if multiple people are saying it or ones that we just read through and looked through and, and uh, some hymns we discovered through this process, because we were looking through the hymnals, we were looking up the hymns. I mean, it took a long, this, this was a three and a half year process, you know? Um, So, um, so going through them and looking through some of the texts and saying, wow, this is a gorgeous text and this speaks so well to holiness. And we want to have a robust section on holiness or, or, or a good you know, selection of holiness hymns in here or um, on the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, we say that like that is something we believe is a, a, an important emphasis in Wesleyan theology. And so we want to make sure the work of the Holy Spirit is represented well in this hymnal. And so these hymns, um, ones that we didn't maybe know as well, or some that have been forgotten, or some, it's like the text is great, but the tune just isn't that familiar. So maybe because of, you know, I'll just open it up, you know, you, uh, you know, you go to uh go to a hymnal and it has the meter up there and shows you, you know, um, so you know, okay, if there's that meter. Well, here's this tune for this specific song. Um, there's other songs that have that same meter and you can sing it to that same tune, you know? Wow. So may we just find a more familiar tune that, and people will be willing to sing it more or might be, you know, more ready to sing it or able to sing it more. And so there were a few hymns that we did that with, or ones too, where there were just new arrangements written. We have one by Jonathan Ottaway, who is a, a, a recent PhD graduate from Duke University, um, uh, I say THD uh, graduate, um, uh, doing liturgical scholarship. And Jonathan wrote original music to Charles Wesley's um, uh, Glory Be to Christ on High. And yeah, it's it just just wonderful, wonderful. And I'm so glad to have that. Sui Hong Lim, who um, uh, teaches up at Toronto and does music. Um, uh, Sui Hong, um wrote some original uh, music for a couple of the hymns as well. And we included those in there and just thought it, it's just good to have new contemporary tunes 
to some of these older texts that people might not know or be as willing to sing because either the tune is so stylistic, foreign, you know, or 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 older and, and just doesn't translate as well today or difficult, complicated, whatever it might be. Right. Um, but these are ways to hopefully make those texts more accessible um, to, to, uh, to audiences today as well. That's great. This is like uh, one of the things that happened. That's why I was a little worried about I'll go in the strength of the Lord making it, <laughs> mm. making the cut, uh, because it's a tough one to sing. But you guys found a way to get it in a good key. And to, I mean, you can't quite have a brass band accompany it uh, in, in the hymnal. Um, is there any version of it that comes like spiral bound? Or is that something you people would do themselves, like to make it easier? to? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think the, the uh, date is February for that okay. uh, publishing. We'll have a basically like a, a keyboardist organist edition. I think the typical oh, okay. terminology for, I mean, it, you know, of course <laughs> you don't have to be an organist to, to get that, but um, a spiral bound basically that will have it. So you, a, a nice, good um, copy of it, you know, good cover to it and everything. Yeah. So you can order that. And because, uh, because there's so many, it's going to come in two volumes. So it's not too cumbersome. Um, you can have volume one, volume two, and it'll be larger too. Yeah. So it's not, it'll be larger than this size. Um, so not just this put into spiral bound, but blown up a little bit. So a little easier to read and see. Um, and because of that, it just makes it a, b- a little bit bigger, of course, and, and, and weightier. So we just thought, let's just break it up into two volumes. And so you can get volume one, volume two of the accompanist editions, maybe the best term to use right, for there it. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's, that was already my little complaint was my boys, um, my boys are ones who like they, they they've used it, but it's like oh, it's too. We got to work it in better. I'm oh, like, yeah. that, you know, we're getting there. I'm playing using it for piano, but awesome. it's still something that's coming about. Now I want to encourage people. Part of why I wanted to have you on before Christmas was not just so people could see my ugly Christmas sweater, <laughs> though I'm glad for that. It was also because I want to, it, it, there might be time for you to get one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. This would be a great kiss Christmas gift. Now I'm fortunate; I have two already. And um, I, I got one as a gift for helping participate in the committee. But I would like to get one for every person in my family. And the idea would be that we would take this and we would use it at the dinner table. Right mm-hmm. now, I have some like Xerox copies of the Nicene and Apostles Creed. Mm-hmm. And we have some scripture memory pieces that we're doing. And every every now and then we have a few hymns that we try and learn to sing. But I, like I want to have this right by the dinner table. Mm-hmm. We hand it around. We go through the the worship materials at the back and we use that like in our family. This would be, look, if you're looking for something for your family, you could be on mm-hmm. the cutting edge, this new hymn. Yeah. So go to, I probably just seedbed.com. I imagine it's one of the first things they would show. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it's highlighted on seedbed.com. You can go to seedbed.com. Seedbed actually made a website specifically for the hymnal, a full, it has resources, it has videos, it has explanations, it has lots of things. And it is called, oops, sorry about that. Um, it is, um, the the link to it is ourgreatredeemerspraise.com. Just all one word, the title of the hymnal, all one word, ourgreatredeemerspraise.com. And yeah. you can find it and uh, no apostrophe on the S, you know, not, I mean, it's our great redeemers praise, but um, just as one full word um.com and you can you can watch a video that explains a little bit more about the hymnal you can um see you can kind of preview some material from the hymnal and um get uh some some 
fact points on what's included in the hymnal and order it, uh, you know, the, the color, you can order blue or red um, individual copies and we'll also sell them in cases by the case. You get a little bit of a discount if you buy it by the case. I've heard some large churches have already, who have been yeah. affiliated from the United Methodist Church and yeah. might actually be losing their hymnals, have already yeah. bought large quantities of them. So I'm thankful for that for you guys. Yeah, You can go check, take a look at this. Um, I just, those of you who are watching live on Facebook, this will be on YouTube and then an audio version also on my podcast channels, but um, I'll try and include links. I just put a link for the hymnal for ourgreatredeemerspraise.com. Oh, thank you. That. Go get it. Let's get this, folks. I, I want to say, too, I'm disappointed. It didn't work out for us to get your kind of co or collaborator on this project, Julie Tennant, on. Um, but I noticed I did go to that, um, not while we were talking, but I did see, I've seen that website. Mm -hmm. And you and Julie talk about the hymnal, and it's a great yeah. little video highlighting what's happening. So our, our thanks to Julie, too, for her mm -hmm. great work in this project. You guys come together. I can see, knowing you both, can see your fingerprints on this and mm -hmm. i'm thankful for that yeah well thank you i mean so many people to think you know um andy miller the other andy miller that's right. that's often said about I, I call him the seedbed andy miller. the seedbed andy yeah right <laughs> it's yeah um his, his support and vision and really uh putting together the proposals for us to get this approved as a project at seedbed and everything like just appreciate him so much yeah. for his his support and, and and vision and leadership in this um julie holly jones who was uh doing a lot of the proofreading of everything and and uh, going through just just meticulously going through things uh both julie and danny uh key also played through all of the songs multiple times to make sure the typesets were good. There were no notes missing, no words missing in the hymns and things like that. Wow. That's a lot of hymns to go through and they did it, right. you know? Um, so appreciate that so much. Allison Clore was another person that helped uh, with the indexing part of it. So all of those indexes, getting the hymnals, some of them she was able to scan and get like straight, like a text to, um, uh, a scan to text, you know, like scan the index and then it makes the spreadsheet and kind of gets the words out there for you. So then you can work with them. A lot of them though, she had to just enter manually one at a time. And her husband, Christian Clore helped as well um, with that. But, but Allison, I mean, it, goodness, I, I just can't imagine what we would have done without her um, doing all of that. A number of other people too, that just assisted with copyright things um dick torrance richard torrance he was the one that did typeset everything and put together like all the pages typeset just means you know going from us sending notes and words to getting it looking like it wow. appears in the hymnal um so he did all of that he uh a number of the songs where we just said hey look this is a great hymn um, but the arrangement of it, yeah, I mean, the melodies, the, the melody and the lyrics are, are what they are, but the arrangement of that is a copyrighted arrangement. And there were a number of them. He said, well, I'll just, I'll do my own harmonization. I can do my own arrangement. It'll be a little bit different, you know, maybe, but, um, that wasn't already in public domain. And he was able to do that to some, wow. some hymns. And, um, I mean, he did just beautiful, beautiful work um for us and so I, I mean so many other people i could and should mention but just those names um just shows like it takes you know this isn't just like sitting down and saying like what hymns do we want to use let's just name a bunch of hymns and then we'll just kind of publish them it's like no i mean this it was a long process and took 
lots and lots of time and a whole lot of people working together for it. And um, every single one of them, it was a joy. I mean, we, we just said this, it never felt like this great burden upon us and like, oh my goodness, when is this going to be done? I mean, excitement, when is this going to be done? But oh, not sure, like, sure. I'm just done with this. I want to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You bring up the some of the emphasis and I just want to give my own thanks to all of those people, particularly yeah. one of the other Andy Millers, not just the other Andy Miller, but one of the other Andy Millers, um, <laughs> right. Seabed Andy Miller. Um, I know like he's just behind a lot of things that the, as we've talked about this movement and like what's mm. happening. Um, it's something that is like, there's people behind the scenes who are curating data, putting things together. Um, yeah. and, and he's one of those. And so, so, so thankful for all of the work that he's doing in that project and all the, all the folks at Seedbed. I'm doing in my own research, I'm working on William Booth's ecclesiology, Jonathan. It's, nice. um, I'm, I'm enjoying this process, but one of the first things that he did in a publishing arena mm -hmm. was a hymnal, um, oh. He put together a revival hymnal. This is 10 years before the Salvation Army came into existence. And then he put one together early into the Salvation Army when it was the Christian mission. And then okay. there's like dozens of other song books as they came to be called. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting, like as I'm kind of discerning the theological emphasis in William Booth's um, overarching theology, I'm making the claim that personal eschatology as opposed to cosmic eschatology is the kind of primary way that William Booth thought about the mission of the church. Hmm. And, and when I say personal eschatology, I'm talking about like the end of persons, heaven, hell, judgment, yeah. um, and the like. And um, as opposed to like universal, like the redemption of all things, uh, views of the millennium, which are an important piece of William Booth's theology too. The reason I'm saying this is I've come to think like maybe the most prominent theme and I'm, I'm, this will have to be challenged academically, but I'm mm. making the case. The most prominent theme in William Bussiology is a very clear doctrine of hell. <laughs> mm. And, and, and I, I don't, maybe I don't like that particularly. I'd love to have an emphasis on something else, but sure. I mean, nevertheless, like he really believed in hell. So much so that in the first hymnals that he put together were whole sections on hell. Wow. Like, you have a section now, and, and, and then also, the pers the categories of personal eschatology were are, are like take up a quarter of the hymnal in you know, heaven mm -hmm. hell judgment i mean those yeah. those categories um even um anthropological categories theological anthropology like what is the nature of the soul where will the soul spend its eternity mm -hmm. these are all like major things and the reason i bring this up is not just to have somebody like you who i can talk to about these things but as much as it is just to say like our emphases, like in these things that we believe uh -huh. generate like who we are as a, as movements, as a church, individuals within those movements are so important. And I yeah. love what I'm seeing in this hymnal. Yeah. And that's why I want to encourage people to go online and get it if they can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. Like the, those, those theological themes and emphases that do come out. Um, one of the things that I, I often, um, talk about and, and so for myself some research i'm doing in writing and some, I'm, what i'm wanting to develop some is a look at um kind of a charismatic character of early wesleyan hymn early methodist hymnody of wesleyan hymnody in particular charles wesley's hymnody 
but uh, this charismatic character and even looking at development of the charisma in the, and so in some ways you could say that's what Booth is doing. There's uh, in terms of like proclamation mm-hmm. uh, the gospel proclamation, what that means for us. And so what you see, if you take like, Oh, 4,000 tongues to sing, which, you know, the title of the hymnal comes out of that hymn, right. um, our great redeemers praise um, pluralized, of course, uh, our great redeemers praise instead of my, but um what you see, if you take the full original 18 verses of Charles Wesley's hymn, which, you know, we don't um, usually sing anymore, it's it's pared down, but yeah. the full original poem that he wrote, those 18 verses, it has a movement to it. It starts with doxology, cosmic doxology, glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church and earth and heaven. Starts with that. That tends to be the end of the hymn now, but it starts with that doxology and then it moves into testimony and talks about this was that awakening experience of god dawning on charles wesley's life you know the, the his heartwarming experience basically yes. you know um as he would say at his personal pentecost because his heartwarming experience was three days before john wesley's um in uh on the day of pentecost and so um, this personal Pentecost where he awakened to God's love and assurance of God's care for him and God's love for him and his acceptance, you know, as a child of God. Um, and so you go from doxology to testimony. Here's here's where my soul was until God came and just moved in a powerful way. And this is what God did. And then it goes from doxology to testimony to proclamation um, and proclamation now becomes a proclamation of the gospel. Now, let me tell you about this, God. Let me tell you about Jesus. Who is this Jesus that has done this for me? You know, um, Jesus, the name who conquers fear, you know, um, uh, just the the wonderful proclamations of um, he speaks and listening to his voice Um new life, the dead receive, you know, all of this. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prison free. Like that's who Jesus is. So it goes from doxology to testimony, you know, doxology, praise God, testimony, praise God. Here is what he has done for me to uh proclamation. Praise God. Here's what he has done for me. Here is who this God is. And then finally exhortation. And here's what he can do for you. Hear him. You deaf his praise. You dumb your loosened tongues employ, you know, um, ye harlots and all ye hellish crew, you know, like, all of that, you know, um, know your savior. Um, and he can forgive your sins and sins as great as mine. He can forgive yours too. And so it's this exhortation then. So there's this charisma, you know, to yes. it. Um, and, and you see that, um, embodied in Methodist preaching and you see it in the hymnody. Um, uh, but that's, what's beautiful is you have all these hymns then that become testimonies of God's grace, testimony of who God is. and um, and you have these emphases that come out in that. So you have an emphasis on judgment and hell. We, we've lost that a lot today. You have an emphasis on death and and um, uh, judgment, but even just simply death and um, pilgrimage that come out of the 18th century. We lost that with modern medicine, right? Like the we, we, death is not, we're not facing it as much now. And there's not this sense of pilgrimage um, in this life to get to the promised land that Christ has um, prepared for us, right? Um, we don't see that so much in our hymns today, folks, but you look at things in the 18th and 19th century, you know, before the advent of modern medicine, Yeah, sure. a, a lot more hymns talk about it. And so it, it, 
brings us back in and it keeps it before us. So I just, I just love it. Sorry. That was a whole lot. I love hearing you say this because it brings up so many ideas for me too. Like we don't need to sing just about our problems, right? Right. Like of like what our situation is in our time. We should think like we have people who are writing hymns they're yeah. addressing our concerns, but it might be helpful for us to remember the great tradition as a whole. One yeah. of the things I've also found in my research, you mentioned um, even just quoting Oh, Four Thousand Tongues to Sing, it highlighted an, an important a Wesley hymn. Now, uh, Oh, Four Thousand Tongues to Sing was important too, seemingly mm-hmm. in the early army, but for, mm-hmm. for William Booth. But the one that comes up so regularly that he'll quote in the middle of sermons and articles is Jesus, the name high over all. Um, wow. and, and, uh, th- and that's in the hymnal too. Number 111, if you're following along, we can stand yeah. and sing together. Um, but right. it, it, we have no other argument. We ha- have no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Um, yeah. it, 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 above hell and heaven, all these type of emphases. Now, you talked about the 18 verses of uh, Oh, Four Thousand Tongues to Sing. One thing I feel like this, I'm going to get in trouble with some people um, saying this. This hymnal has over a Salvation Army songbook is that we have, get drum roll, please, people all over the world who are on live or ever, seven verses of O Balanced Salvation. Find, a, find a, re, a Salvation Army hymnal in the last 60 years that has had all seven verses. You can't wow. find it. But this hymnal, my friends, has all seven verses of O Balanced Salvation. I, don't know I didn't know that it... That- more recent hymnals in the Salvation Army didn't. I mean, I just assumed that they all well, would. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's like, oh, well, maybe getting it to fit or whatever. Um, somebody might challenge me on that, but I, sure. I looked at, I thought we well, may have even the most recent hymnal. I could go get it, but I think it has five. Um, okay. But to have all seven. Now, he, here's one. You might remember, um, we both went to Asbury University, mm-hmm. Moulton family. And of course, they're still, many of us are still with us. Um, like Al Moulton taught psychology yeah. and Professor Yvonne Moulton um, taught in the English department and, and still alive with her kids and attends this Savage Army in Lexington, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother-in-law, um, they retired to Wilmore and ran the Savage Army Student Fellowship on a voluntary basis in their retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, when she died, I, I just I've heard this story. Um, this would have been like in the 80s. I believe Dr. Ron Holtz told me the story that they went and they, the, an ensemble went and played for her and she had um, some sort of memory loss. I don't know what exactly it was, what she had. Hmm. Um, but when the band came and played, she sat up and she sang all seven verses of a balanced wow. salvation. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's just a delight for me to, even at this moment now, I'm not attending a Salvation Army church, but still, like this, this song is a, a part of my identity. Like I just, yeah. I'm so thankful for all seven verses. Yeah, make their, way, make their way in here for future generations as well. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That well, is cool, Jonathan. Thanks so much for your time. Mm-hmm. I know you're you're grading, and I'm I'm trying to get professors at Wesley Biblical Seminary finished their grading. Right. There's a lot going on this time of year, but yeah. I encourage folks to go check this out. And just my little announcements for my it'd be mean a lot for us if you could share a mm-hmm. link to this on facebook twitter um youtube links um if you're interested in in more stuff this comes from more to the story you can go to my website andy miller the third.com that's andy miller iii.com i have an email list and i send people a free resource um if you sign up for that email list it's five steps to deeper teaching and preaching um, mm-hmm. i'm also offering 
I, um, for, from December 15th all the way to December 31st, 50% off my study of Jude contender. And if you use the code, you can find it on my social media, but, um, if you use the code 2023, you'll get 50% off for these 15 days. That six week study that goes through mm. those powerful 25 verses, um, mm. challenging us to contend for the faith. Jonathan, you have it's anything a, else you want to say before we close was, out? Yeah, I was going to say that it, the contender study is a great study. I mean, that is a fantastic study and so important for the church today. And so I, yeah, just as uh, you've been plugging the hymnal, I'll, pl- I'll plug your resource there too, okay. but it, it really is. And, and, and very seriously, and, and I think even related to the hymnal, these kinds of resources that, that draw us into the faith once delivered for all the saints are so important. And um, we need to avail ourselves of those means of grace that God has left us in the church today. So thank you for your work on that. And um, you have a wonderful study and I've heard others, uh, many others um, really highly commend that study. Um, And so I I would just echo that. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah. I appreciate the extra commercial there. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to be. At, I'm going to be in Wilmore in a few weeks, but when I go to Wilmore, everybody leaves because I go when, uh, during holidays. Right. So maybe we'll be able to bump into each other there. Thanks wonderful. for checking this out, everybody. God bless you. Yep. God bless. <laughs>